It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday. Welcome to a special episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, I am joined by Quentin McQueen. Quentin is our front desk coordinator, our, our coach. He what, what else, man? You wear a lot of hats. Um, I have many History hats. Historian. Um, I'm an uh, amateur historian. Let's see. I'm a lover of Elton John's music, and I'm known by many as... I push the needle forward on what fashion can be for men. <laughs> it's on that 2023 stuff, man. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, uh, body by body by rice crispy treats too, right? Body by rice crispy treats. Yep. Um, we talked about it on the episode, right? That's how you get your macros in. Whenever I think so. Yep. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer of as long as you're young and realistically 21 or younger, uh, carbs are carbs, fats are fats, protein is protein. Get it in. Josh has the great saying that I follow religiously. If you burn that fire hot enough, everything burns. I like that. I like that. That's what I'm going to tell myself this week. And when I'm down on a pint of crispy, not crispy cream, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Now, if you ask my employer, Haley, uh, she will tell you the exact opposite is true and not to listen to any of my nutrition advice. So don't try this at home, kids. Well, um, Quentin, so thanks for joining us, man. Kind of, kind of last minute here, but I, I really appreciate this because this is a, this is a big time of the year, right? We got the we just finished up the open. Yep, CrossFit Open. That CrossFit is. Open and is now. Over. We have the quarterfinals coming up. Quarterfinals are here. They uh, are here. Excuse this, me. This this Today? week is individuals. They will release workouts on Thursday morning, and you'll have until Monday to complete those. I believe team quarterfinals follow two weeks after, and age group is in between. And you got a whole gang of athletes. I've got six or seven right now, yeah. So I want, I want to dive into that real quick, but just for the, the more casual listeners out there, would you mind talking a little bit about how these games are structured, right? Because not, you know, not everybody who listens to this podcast is into CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. So in, in layman terms, uh, let's see. There is the World Championship called the CrossFit Games at the end of every summer in August. For the last few years, it has been in Madison, Wisconsin. It is called the CrossFit Games. And they'll take around 40 men and around 40 women, and they'll compete against, in their own in their own genders, the men will come out and there will be one on top, and he will be crowned the fittest man on earth. One woman will come out on top, and she will be crowned the fittest woman on earth. Now, to backtrack, if you want to get there, you've got to start with something six months earlier, February, March. That is the CrossFit Open. It is three weeks. It is three events, usually one per week. Some of them will be double scored, but more or less you will usually have three scores. 
those workouts will come out on a Thursday afternoon. You'll have until Monday. You can do them as many times as you want. But you film them, you get a judge, make sure all your reps are good, and you put your best score forward, and it goes into an online leaderboard. And so it's it's a little bit, it was a little bit different this year, right, in terms of like some of the, the workout selections. Wasn't it more geared towards people that could do it in their homes, garage gyms? Yeah, like so, so the Open traditionally has been five weeks. It was really long. It was really um, high-skilled, or at least it was more high-skilled. You would have stuff like muscle-ups, like 200-pound snatches in it. Last year and this year especially, they've solidified that it's really for anyone now. You can't do it in your garage with a dumbbell and a barbell and a box. And so that was, I think, a very good decision. How it played out this year, some people might not have liked it as much with some turnover and staff of people who were programming it from CrossFit Inc. But overall, in terms of being inclusive, I think it was really good. So now you have a much larger pool of people going into the quarterfinals. Yeah. But we got to anticipate cream always rises to the top, right? We're still it does, have- yeah. So if, yeah, if, if you're the best of the best, the workouts will never matter because right. you don't have any weaknesses and you're going to make it to the top 10% no matter what the workouts in the open are. For sure. And that's where we are now. So this week, if you were in the top 10% performers of the open in your nation or in your region in North America, there were about 7,000 men who made it to the quarterfinals there were about 6,000 women who made it to the quarterfinals so that's top 10% out of 70,000 out of 60,000 here we are now they're going to do what is more or less the open again but on a much more intense level now the weights are heavier the skills are higher the demand is more the longevity the endurance of the workouts are longer and instead of having three weeks to do three workouts they're going to have about four days to do five makes sense I like it so I'm trying to I'm trying to like take some notes here about just how you know we would structure this just from like our you know mesocycles, macrocycles, things like that, right? In terms of like programming for an athlete, yeah, you know. So so I got to think for most people, this is now the off season, right? Those that did not make it to the quarters, but now yeah. we've got these people that are still in it, going to be in it likely for what several more weeks, a couple yeah, months, two or three, yeah, maybe if you do really well and you. If you, if you keep stepping up and you step up in the quarterfinals and you're the top 120 in our region of North America, then you go on to the semifinals, which is in person. So how do you, how do you peak at the right time? How do, you, how do you structure that? What are some things that you consider in terms of program for these athletes right now? For me personally, I, we go through you know, three or four long, month-long cycles throughout the year with the end goal always being, you know, getting to quarterfinals because for most of us at least most of my people that's where they're at now they're trying to break out of that bubble leading up to it we keep training through the open the open doesn't matter i know that they can walk in on a friday morning give it an 80 percent effort and they're still going to make the quarterfinals some of them may have weaknesses like double unders or maybe they're not as strong as they should be and so they do have to repeat those workouts one or two times to get a better score to ensure that they're making the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. But for my people who have made it, I'm pretty confident all year long they're going to make it. And so our focus is always on the quarterfinals. So that being said, we do keep in mind the things we have to program for them. And we know not to focus on the distractions, the things that aren't going to matter to them. If they're going to the games, they're going to have to you know, use sandbags, use yokes. They're going to have to snatch 300 pounds. I know that's not in their cards for them this year or probably next year or a while. So we have to think about programming for someone four years ahead of time. And so that means we just focus on what we need right now today. 
And that may mean muscle ups, that may mean clean and jerks or rope climbs or GHDs and getting them where they need to be tomorrow, today, instead of where they need to be four years from now. So, so it sounds like at this point it's a lot. It's a confidence game, right? It's yeah, just, exactly. So they're not going the last three weeks. They're not gonna make a lot of physical adaptations. Mm-hmm. We did that in November and in October of, of last year. We did that with strength building over the summer. We did that with a lot of aerobic and anaerobic conditioning and, and revving things up over December and January. But through the open, it really is about confidence building. It's about learning movement patterns, anticipating what's going to come out because these things have a pretty structured format year by year. So we can guess a lot of the stuff that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just have to make sure they are mentally ready for it. They, they know the kind of pain they're going to be in with this workout. They know how their grip's going to feel on this other one and exposing to that as much as they can so that they're not freaking out and scared and making little mistakes when we get into the heat of it is my goal the month leading up to quarters. Right. Gotcha. And so I guess another thing that might help with that preparation is the, I got to think the equipment list, right? So, yeah, so the, that's, that's brand new, right? Have you ever done that before? Uh, they started that last year. Yeah. Okay. So the beforehand it was just your, your standard open equipment list was, was standard. Everyone knew what it was. It was barbells, wall ball, rower, pull up bar. It never changed year to year. But starting last year with the introduction of the Open, they started releasing equipment list about two weeks before each stage, and it has changed both times, introducing new elements, taking away classic elements, and it mixes up the game a lot. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, anything special this year on the list? Anything that stands out? So I'll, I'll run back to the Open for a second. Um, what had been a staple in the Open was the Concept 2 rower and the Medicine Ball wall ball. Those have been there every year. They have been used every single year, I believe, since 2011. And this year they went away. And that's usually your your staple for the tall athlete. That's your benefit. You've got better range of motion. you got better pulling power. That was your ace in the hole. So they took that away. And I think everyone was excited to see them both come back for quarterfinals because now the tall athletes who struggled through those range of motion workouts in the open that benefited the shorter person now they they've made it they got through it they overcame that adversity now they get something that's in their wheelhouse but the exciting thing that's in the quarterfinals this year and it's been in a regional before but it's never been in this stage of the competition is a flat bench oh yeah so max bench so either max yeah, bench either, in the games you got you got a you got a bench a flat bench a barbell plates we've also got a rig for one rep max movements Last year, they gave us a four rep max front squat, but I wouldn't be surprised to see either a bench press for reps or for a max load. Oh, I've been waiting my whole life for that. <laughs> you going to jump in the quarters oh, this I'm year? I'm jumping in, man. I'm jumping in. Put me in, coach. Uh, so this is going to be the year of the short king, right? I'm hearing that. I mean, yeah, it <laughs> looks like it. Yep. Yeah. How, how tall is Medeiros? I want maybe 5'8 or 5'9. I don't know. Frazier was like 5'7, five, 5'7. Seven, five, five, seven. I yeah. think Frazier lied about his height. I think he's shorter than that. Yeah, that's yeah. how much. I think he's given himself two or three inches. Yeah. He's, but, he's, built, he's built at 5'8, but he's like 5'5. Five, 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 yeah, yeah. Two. Well, I've, from what I've seen in Madaris, I mean, the kid's got the head of someone that's 6'3. He's got a, a huge head. And that mullet, too. That mullet yeah, adds, the mullet, that mullet adds a couple volume. extra inches, yeah. too. That's right. That's right. That is an impressive mullet. So, uh, so this is exciting times, right? So, um, you know, I got to think, I, uh, I've seen your athletes, you got some fit people popping in and out of here, right? So we got we got Reagan, we got Logan, yep. we got Meredith, right? Meredith, Meredith was my, I am so proud of Meredith. 
Meredith started with me and Haley last year. Uh, she's been on our program working with me on her weaknesses and stuff for a, a year straight now. And the progress and th- that we've seen from her has been phenomenal. When I, when I met her, she was this, I'm going to brag on her and try not to insult her, but she was this really skinny little ex-gymnast. She was, you know, um, I think she's a senior in, in college now. She's about to graduate from USC in biology, but she, she just exercised, you know, one or two CrossFit classes a week, some gymnastics one or two times a week recreationally. Wasn't doing anything exceptional. She would she would show out when they were toast to bar pull-ups in a workout, but if you gave her a barbell or a dumbbell or even made her row, it wasn't going to go well. It, didn't, it wasn't going to happen. But she started with me and Haley. We put her through a couple of strength cycles. We put her through a lot of advanced gymnastics stuff. In women's gymnastics, I learned this recently, they don't let the girls touch the rings. That is only for the men. But if you know in CrossFit, it doesn't matter. They don't discriminate. Everyone does everything equally. Um, but I've seen huge strides from Meredith. We, we've, me and Haley have traded things that she's posted on Instagram back and forth where we're just astonished by how we, how we forget how much muscle she's put on. Yeah. She's put on all this, this beautiful muscle. She's moving well. What used to be her one rep maxes, she's hitting snatches for sets of five and ten and eighty. What used to be eighty percent, we don't know how strong she is anymore. We don't know what she can do. She jumped on the rings for fun a few weeks ago and sent me a video and said, "Hey, I've never tried this, but I got a bunch of ring muscle ups today." And you know, there it is. And she, I'm really excited to see her. She went from twenty or thirty thousandth place in the open to the top ten percent in one year. That's that, amazing. That's a jump that took me two or three years to make and, and she did it in one season. What do you what do you think sets her apart, makes her special? Do you think do you think that gymnastics background uh, is is something that's been useful? I think that control of the body that you learn in gymnastics, especially with someone like her who's I would call her a professional in it. She still teaches it, I believe, to, mm-hmm. to children. She's got probably a decade of gymnastics under her belt. She's just now getting two or three years of weightlifting and when when you're young when you're in your 20s you know she's she's just getting started like mm-hmm. that that strength that she's building hasn't even caught up to the work she's doing yet and from what i've been told when you turn 24 or 25 you know it turns over and it kicks in and you get six or seven years of, of dad strength That's mom right. strength or, get that old man strength yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 awesome awesome so then um logan i gave a shout out logan oh. logan <laughs> Logan was on a plane and he grabbed one of the barf bags and he just like wrote down. I mean, he basically just literally filled up for like a better word. Yeah. The outside of that puke bag with just suggestions and content for upcoming episodes. So we're gonna Logan. We're gonna. I know you're listening. Um, we, we definitely are planning that one out because we got a lot. We got to go over that. Yeah. It's like that's gonna be a two hour episode. Logan, but, uh, you need to invoice them for um, uh, free content. Yeah, Logan Blade looks like he'd be Logan Paul's cousin. He's big and blonde and strong. So yeah, you know. he is a 220 pound cheerleader. <laughs> and then Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. Wild Reagan. Yeah. Uh, Reagan's gone on a very similar journey to Meredith, but... She got, what, I, 103 Unbroken Wall Ball? We got a little, we got a little contest yeah, going on here yeah. with March Madness thing going to Vertex with all the clinicians and the coaches and members and stuff, and one of those is Max Wall Balls, and she got... What, 103, Good yeah. Lord. And I'll tell you now, I watched it... Um, she didn't stop because she failed. She stopped because she was bored. <laughs> That's nuts, man. Only got only got fifty two. That's where some ever maxed out on those. So uh, I say, I think that the yeah. best score before them between just the clinicians, the front desk, the interns was eighty one or so. I think yeah. Josh got that. Yeah, and, and 
Reagan blew it out of the water and then kept going because she could. And then we told her, you know, you're a minute past anyone else's time, and she just stopped. So does that mean you're going to get 104? Um, if I do it, yes, I'll get 106. You have to up <laughs> them by once. So they don't feel encouraged to try it again. There you go. That's right. You have to break their spirit before you break their yeah. body. I hear you, man. Well, um, d- dude, this is great. Exciting times. I appreciate the update just on the, the state of things on the CrossFit Games. You got anything else you wanted to talk about or any other shout-outs, anything you want to get off your chest before we conclude? Uh, no, not really. That, that pretty much wraps it all up. Um, I'm, I will, I'll nag on Logan all day long. Not nag. I'll, I'll praise him, too. That, that guy is impressive. He could barely do three or four muscle-ups when, when I met him. He would, like I said, he was this cheerleader. He, he threw 120-pound girls over his head all day long. And oh, he was an actual cheerleader? Yeah, he was. That, that's, oh, not, okay. that's not an insult. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, he, I thought you were saying, like, because I know he's got, like, a big personality. I oh, no, yeah. He wasn't like a hype yeah, man. No, he's not a hype okay. man. I mean, he is a hype man, but that's not what I was okay. No, he was an actual cheerleader. Um, okay. I, don't, I can't even remember what under, where he went for undergrad. But, um, yeah, he was a cheerleader. And so when, when I met him, he was strong as an ox because he's developed himself to just throw people over his head. Can he do a backflip? I believe so. Yeah, okay. he, he has all he has all those little yeah. tips and tricks in his back pocket, even at his you know Always stature. Always be able to do that. Just bust one out, just in the middle of. We should. I bet we can get him to teach us one. Yeah, yeah. give him to spot me. Yeah, Sorry, he could probably get us to teach us one. But yeah, he's um, his gymnastics have come a long way. You know, the the big issue a lot of, you see a lot of the times with those tall athletes in CrossFit is they can deadlift 500 pounds they can squat 400 pounds they can snatch 250 270 they can do all those those party tricks and maybe they can do one or two muscle ups and one or two rope climbs but they move so much mass that after two or three minutes they just they die Mm -hmm. everything burns out and their body can't move itself anymore and the the time and the effort that he's put in I can't comprehend what PT school is like what rotations are like I can't comprehend that much time drained away from my day five or six days a week but but that guy works six days a week on a pt rotation he's working saturdays but he's going into the gym at 5 a.m and then again at 6 p.m and he's getting it done and he's not just doing the the fun you know the sexy stuff like his snatches and his back squats that he wants to do he's doing the boring stuff he's doing handstand holds he's doing 20 minute emoms of two to three bar muscle ups logan has no ego he has nothing that he's completely unashamed to do things that would be seen as rudimentary or elementary because he, he knows that it's what he has to do if he wants to be good and he has no problem doing it. And that's that's a, such a good point you bring up, too, because, you know, I, I think if you were to ever take just any any high level athlete into any sport, their programming on paper is going to look very, very boring. Right. Yeah. Oftentimes not entertaining, but that's what it takes to win. Yeah. That's what it takes to be the best. Like we, we've learned from Frazier that, you know, his his a, a huge engine doesn't come from doing really fun, really sexy 30 minute AMRAPs. It comes from sitting on a bike and pedaling moderately for two hours, three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. He just builds those long, slow zone twos. And especially early in the season, before you have to be highly skilled, it comes from just doing long, boring AMRAPs of maybe burpees on the minute right. or strict pull-ups or bent-over rows and all those kind of just things no one wants to do, but you have to do if you want to be good. Mm-hmm. Handstand holds aren't fun for most people mm-hmm. but if you want to be good at handstand walking and handstand push-ups which you have to be for quarters and semis 
you have to do the handstand stuff. For sure, but that's not going to get you likes on Instagram, and that's the, no, that's the world we live in right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the backflips and the snatches get your likes on Instagram. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's a common theme that we've we've talked about over and over again on this podcast, but falls on deaf ears, but it's what, it's what it is. Yeah. You know? That's why that's why there's always going to be the, the, the elites and everybody else underneath, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Quentin, fantastic episode. Thank you again for your time. Uh, for all the listeners out there, please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you learned something of this, tell your friends. Be sure to check out all the all the links in the show notes. We got a bunch of discounts, affiliates, and sponsorships, so uh, be sure to check those out. This is a Better Faster podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.